You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Psalm 119, verse 89, it says, and we started this last uh, Sunday night, and so I don't have too many verses to cover. Of course, you know how that works. Uh, That doesn't mean anything because I could preach for an hour on one verse. But verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is what? It's settled. If it's settled in heaven, go ahead and get it settled in your heart and in your mind that the Bible is the word of God. I'm thankful we have the Bible. I believe it from cover to cover. I believe it from Genesis to Revelation. I like what one preacher said, I believe the Bible so much, I even believe it on the outside where it says my name, okay? I believe the Bible, and you you understand, I'm I'm kidding with that, uh, because some people steal Bibles, I wouldn't recommend you do it, but but if you've got the Bible, you have the Word of God. I shared last Sunday, I shared in our workers meeting, but here at our church, we use for, if you're a worker in our ministry, in bus ministry, or Sunday school, or junior church, or Christian school or adult Sunday school teacher, we use the King James Version of the Bible. And I believe that we have the Bible. I believe that it is inspired. That means it's God-breathed. I don't believe that we just have just a, a bunch of pieces that we tried to put together and said, well, it's the best we got. I believe God had the power to not only inspire His Word, but I believe God had and has the power to preserve His Word. And we have the Bible, and I'm thankful for that. By the way, the Bible does not need to be rewritten. It needs to be reread. The Bible does not need to be corrected by us, but we need to be corrected by the Bible. It's the Word of God. And so forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. We said, number one, the word settled. Number two, we saw the word steadfast. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Aren't you glad that God, his faithfulness has not run out? God was faithful to my parents, and of course, I have the privilege to have my mom in in this church, and I thank the Lord for for her, but God was faithful to my mom and dad, and God's been faithful to me and my wife, and God will be faithful to my children. His faithfulness uh, uh, spans through all generations. God is steadfast, and He is faithful. Number three, we see the word servants. It says, they continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. We talked this morning about the fact that we have been saved to serve. And don't ever lose sight of the fact that we are servants. Now, we we live in a generation where everybody wants to call the shots, right? Nobody wants to do the work. Everybody just wants to be the boss. Well, I want to tell you, we're not the boss. We're not the one calling the shots. We're just servants of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And by the way, Jesus said this, you want to know who's the greatest among you? It's not the master. It's not the Lord. The greatest is he that is your servant. That's why when Jesus came, the Bible says he humbled himself and he became like a man. He came to minister. He came to serve. And can I tell you what a great example we have to follow in the steps of our Lord Jesus Christ in the matter of serving. We are his servants. Verse number 92, David said, unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. We saw the word last week, the word sanity. (laughs) 
David said, I couldn't have made it without the word of God. I would have perished. I would have been finished. I would have quit. I couldn't have gone on. But can I tell you, the word of God will keep you sane in a world that has gone insane. This world is crazy. Have you figured that out yet? This world has lost its mind. Can I tell you, don't get all wrapped up in what the world's doing because they're crazy. Get your eyes on the Lord. Get your, 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 your eyes in the book and get your heart established on the word of God. David said, unless your law, unless your word had been my delight, he said, I uh, would have perished. Let's look at verse number 93. David says in Psalm 119, 93, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Lord, I pray you'd speak to our hearts these next few moments that we're together tonight. I thank you for the service. Thank you for the choir. Thank you for the special music. Thank you for the time of the Lord's Supper. And Lord, now as we are, are, are in the midst of the preaching of your word, I pray that you'd give us exactly what we need. And Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would bring to mind some things that perhaps I don't even say tonight. But I pray you'd speak to each and every person here. I thank you for those that are watching the service online, those that are listening by way of radio. And I pray that the word of God would be preached with clarity. And I pray that the power of God would fall upon us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Verse 93, David says, I will never forget thy precepts. Now, I will say, I believe, I believe that David meant that. But how many of you have ever said, I will never forget, fill in the blank? You ever said that? Raise your hand if you've ever said that, all right? Put your hands down. How many of you have ever said that and then you forgot whatever that blank was, right? I said it, but I, you know, I, I'll never forget. I'm going to keep, and I've used this before, I'll keep this password. I'll keep this key. I'll keep this combination. I'll keep it somewhere where I will not forget where I put it. Well, guess what you're not going to remember six months later? You're not going to remember that, right? It's amazing the things you do remember that you don't need to remember and the things you want to remember you can't remember. But David says this, he said, I will never forget thy precepts. Well, I find that I forget things. And if you're honest, you do too. We all do. So here's what I have to do. I have to not just say, I'll never forget. I have to rehearse things in my mind. If you're going to say, I'm never forget, forget, never going to forget what God says. Well, guess what? You better read it often. You better study it. You better memorize it. You better meditate on it. You better give yourself to the word of God on a daily basis or you will forget. Have you ever been reading a verse of scripture? Maybe in the Bible reading you say, wow, that's good. I forgot about that one. Man, I needed that today. Well, guess what? You never would have remembered it had you not read it. David said, I will never forget thy precepts. We must uh, remember the words of God. We must remember what God has done in our life. We must hide God's word in our heart. Maybe I'm talking to some of you tonight and you've forgotten the promises of God. Can I tell you, you may have forgotten them,
but they're still there and they're still available. All you got to do is claim them. All you got to do is get in the word of God tomorrow morning before you go to work and, and get a hold of a promise and claim a promise and be reminded that the promises of God are true. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe there have been some prayers that you've had, had answered. But you know what the problem is? You forgot. The next trial has come. The next storm has come. And you forgot how God answered before. And God rescued you before. And God delivered you before. And I want to tell you, if God could answer prayers in 2020 and in 2021, he can answer prayers in 2022. And if God could answer prayers 10 years ago, he can answer them today. And if God could do a work 20 years ago and 30 years ago, God is still able to do the same today. Maybe you've forgotten the promises. Maybe you've forgotten the prayers. Maybe you've forgotten the power. My wife and I, I feel like we do it often, especially this time of year. But I feel like we talk a lot about what God has done in our lives and how it was this time of year that God brought us to Victory Baptist Church. And I want to tell you, it's nothing short of a miracle. It, it, was, it was only God. I'll tell people that often about that. I'll talk about how the Lord allowed us to, to be able to pay off this property for our 30th anniversary. Do you remember, Brother Askew, I know you do, and I know our deacons do, and I know a lot of the folks that were in the counting room. I know that it was just amazing how we saw uh, that, that debt go down, and it was going down so fast we couldn't believe it. I know you sh we should have had more faith, and I should have had said, oh, it's going to happen. No, I'm not worried. Are you kidding me? I thought, I don't know how this is going to happen. Well, guess what? God did it. Amen. Remember how God answered the prayer for the Christian school? It wasn't that long ago. Remember what God did there? Remember what God did this last year with all the projects and with that modular? And remember the opening day? And remember what God did? Hey, I want to tell you, don't forget it. But you've got to rehearse it in your mind. You've got to go back and relive it. And you've got to go back and thank God and praise God for what he's done. Don't forget, David said, I will never forget thy precepts for with them thou hast quickened me. The word I'd like to give you, number five tonight, is the word strength. Don't forget the word of God because that is your strength. That is the quickening. That is what makes you alive. That is what gives you power. That is what gives you life. We must not forget what God has done and what God has said. It'll revive us. My wife and I are getting ready in March to celebrate our 20th anniversary. And can I tell you, if, if you don't rehearse your wedding day, if you don't rehearse the dating days, if you don't rehearse those special times, then it's easy to forget. Now, you could go back and say, oh, yeah, yeah I remember this, but, but don't make it something that you've got to go back in the archives to find. Make it something that you talk about, that you think about, and get in the Word of God. Don't let this book collect dust. Don't let this book just sit on a shelf from Sunday to Sunday. Uh, if you're listening online or you're watching uh, online tonight, don't let this book sit on the shelf and, and just go unread and, and, and unnoticed and, and unthought of for days and weeks and months. Get in the Bible and let the Bible get in you. It is our strength. Verse 94, David said to the Lord, he said, I am thine, save me, for I have sought Thy precepts, I see uh, number six, I see two words here, the saving and the seeking. David said, Lord, I belong to you, I am thine. He said, and Lord, I need you to save me. I need you to rescue me. I need you to help me. 
Can I tell you, God always takes care of his own. And I love how David says there, he says, Lord, I belong to you. I'm in trouble, but I'm yours. And so I need your help. Can I tell you, God loves to deliver his children. God always takes care of those who belong to him. David said it like this. He said, I have been young and I now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. David said, I've never seen anybody that loved God, that served God, that God did not take care of. I want to tell you, if you belong to God tonight, God's going to take care of you. God's going to come through. God's going to be there for you. God's going to give you the grace and the strength and the provision that you need because God always takes care of his children. I, I promise you this. If my children, if they're in Sunday school or if they're in junior church and the snacks are getting passed around and they grab the whole box and they start scarfing the whole box and they say, yeah, my, my, my dad and mom, they're not feeding us at home. I promise you that's not true. Because I'll tell you this, I will go without before they will go without. Guess what? God's not going to have to go without because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. God is the creator. He is the Lord. He is the king. He's sovereign. And God's not going to go without and his children will not be lacking. I'm thankful that God is able to save us. But David says this, I am thine. Save me for I have sought thy precepts. David says, Lord, not only do I belong to you, not only do I need your help, but he said, I've tried to follow your word. I've tried to do what is right. David was seeking the Lord for help. Did you know that there are some people who need help and they don't get help from God because they never ask him. It's because they never come back to God. They, they seek help everywhere except for from God. I want to tell you, if we want God to help, we need to go to him and we need to ask him and we need to seek him. And we ought to be doing everything in our power to say, Lord, I've tried to do what's right. I've tried to be faithful. I've tried to please you. And Lord, I've done all I can do, but I need you to come through. David said, I have sought, I've, I've looked for, I've gone after your precepts. Verse 95, the wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. Now, I have never experienced something like this that I know of. I've, I've never had anybody that I know of I've never had anybody waiting around the corner with a baseball bat ready to get me. I've never had anybody waiting around the corner, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, some weapon and ready to, to, to take me out. I've never had that, okay? But David had. He said, the wicked, they were just waiting. You know what that means? He said, literally, they were lying in wait. They were just waiting for an opportunity to pounce and to capture me, and to destroy me, and to kill me. He said, I was in trouble. Now, if you knew that somebody was waiting outside for you, maybe, you know, you, 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 you had a, a, an argument with somebody, and you knew somebody was out there, boy, they've got that baseball bat, boy, I'm telling you, they're looking mean and tough. 
I think you'd be concerned. I know I would be. But David says this. He says, the wicked have waited for me. They were looking for an opportunity to destroy me. But notice what David says. But I'm not worried about that. I'm not, I'm not focusing on the wicked. I'm not focusing on my enemies. David says, I'm considering and I'm thinking about your word. Now, hang on. Did you know you've got somebody who's out to get you? It's your adversary, the devil, that as a roaring lion, he is walking about seeking whom he may devour, who he can destroy. Now, you don't see him. I don't see him. He's got demons, and his demons are out on a mission to try to destroy God's people. Now, he can't take you to hell if you've been saved, but he can try to make your life miserable. He can try to hurt you. He can try to rob you of joy, and he can try to steal the blessings, and he can try to ruin your testimony. He can try to get you to, uh, to, to make some decisions you shouldn't make, and he's out there to destroy you. You say, oh, no. What are we going to do? We better hide. We better, we better bite our fingernails. We better, we better panic. We better get nervous. Oh no, what are we gonna do? I'll tell you what to do, exactly what David did. You can't worry about the devil. You just gotta think about God's word. You just gotta get in the book. Uh, we've been talking about it in our uh, school chapel, but this book, this is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. This is where you find victory. You know how you're gonna beat the devil? Not by, uh, uh, by, by popping pills. You're not going to beat the devil by being a nervous wreck and having a nervous breakdown, but you can destroy and you can defeat the devil by the power of the word of God. You know how much power is in this book? Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. That word powerful is the word dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. Can I tell you, there's a lot of power in dynamite. And this book is the dynamite power that God has given us to be victorious. You say, well, I'm so worried about the devil. I'm so worried about this. And I'm so worried about this. And I'm so worried about these people. They're trying to destroy me. And these people are lying about me. And these people are criticizing me. And these people are saying this. Well, guess what? Don't worry about all that stuff. Just get in the book. David said, I will consider thy testimonies. That word consider, it means give attention to the word of God. In verse number 96, David says this, I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. The words number seven from verse number 95 is the word struggle. David said, it's a struggle. I feel like the enemy is ready to strike. I feel like the enemy is waiting to attack and, and I'm not sure what to do, but he says, I'm going to Consider your word, the struggle, the victory was won by getting in the word of God. And then verse 96, we find the solution. David says, I've seen an end of all perfection. David says that we as, as humans, we have an end. That word end means a border. Uh, there's a limitation of time. There's a limitation of, spa uh, uh, of space. And, and David said there, there's a completion. There's a, there's a finish. Man has an end. Did you know there will reach a point where you have no more time? How many of you have ever run out of time? 
every day, right? There's not enough hours in the day. How many of you have ever run out of energy? I have. And if you haven't, my wife and I will send you a few of our little ones and you'll soon run out of your energy, let me tell you. How many of you have ever run out of ideas? I've even run out of ideas. That's why we have staff meetings. I'll say, hey guys, I don't know what to do. Why don't you guys figure this one out? How about this? Have you ever run out of money? <laughs> oh yeah, guess what? We've got our limitations, don't we? There comes a point where we reach the end. But David says this, although he said, I've seen an end of all perfection or of all completion. He said, I've seen there's an end, there's a limit. But he says this, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. That word broad right there, it means it's wide, it's all-encompassing, and the Word of God, you ready for this? When you have the Bible, you will not run out of ideas. You'll not run out of answers. You'll not run out of strength. You'll not run out of money. You say, impossible. Oh, no, it's not because my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You say, well, I don't have it in my bank yet. Well, maybe not. Maybe God hasn't seen fit that the time has come, but can I tell you it's available? The word of God is exceeding broad. The Bible is not limited. The Bible is complete. The Bible is everlasting. The Bible is perfect. I like what Psalm 19 says. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The Bible does not give us a limited view of life, but rather the Bible gives us a total and complete view of life. Now, now think about this. If you or I were writing the Bible, did you know we would have left some stuff out uh, let's, let's start with this. How about Abraham? The one in whom God promised that the nation of Israel would come from. Abraham, who was a friend of God. I would have left out some of the failures of Abraham. How about this? I would have left out some of the failures of Jacob. I'm not saying I would have said it didn't happen. I just would have left it out. How about if we go back even earlier? How about if we go back to... Noah, and what happened to Noah after the flood? You know what the Bible is? It's a tell-all book. It tells it the way it is. How about this? What about Adam and Eve? You know what the Bible tells us about Adam and Eve? They sinned. And I'm glad the Bible tells us that they sinned because guess what? The Bible also tells us that there's a remedy for sin. As in Adam, all die, but even so in Christ shall all be made alive. For as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so then death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All, but here, here we go, Jesus came and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible is a tell-all book. It has the answers to all the questions of life. It has the solution to every problem that you and I will ever face. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. 
led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.